Hello, everyone. Welcome to UGA Sports Rumors versus Facts. I am Blaine Gilmer, accompanied by Trent Smallwood, Jed May, uh, the professional one of us with his tagline down there that I forgot to do once again on the on the deal. I'm sure with our company meeting we got coming up soon, that'll be one of the things that we get chastised for, Jed. Not not marketing enough on the on the uh, on the taglines there. But uh, guys, how you doing this evening? You know, someone's got to be professional among this bunch. So uh, yeah, got to leave it to our national guy. Yeah, yeah, no one makes sense. So, I mean, you should you should just go ahead and fill out that bottom. And say I do the rankings. So. I should. Yeah. I should. I should do that for next week. Rankings, rankings masters, what you should yeah. say under there. Absolutely. Well, guys, uh, we appreciate everybody tuning in here to UGA Sports Rumors versus Facts. The show, uh, the only show that brings you each and every week live uh, recruiting information on georgia football and uh we we have a ton of it uh this this past on sunday night actually we put out a war room that did trent i mean i think that's that's one of the things i'm uh more proud of during my tenure here of uh uga we we give uga sports we put a ton of information in that war room guys new official visitors coming people that are going to be in town for the scavenger hunt uh, Georgia gaining momentum with guys, recruitment's coming to a close. What are some of the things? Um, there was so much in there, but what are a couple of things that you know stood out to you guys uh, that we that we dropped this past weekend? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think we both, me and you, Blaine, we both mentioned KJ Bolton. You you talked to him. I saw him at uh, at a few for practice and and talked with him a little bit. And I think, I mean, if if there is a guy. And you could say, okay, Georgia has kind of already broken this this Buford curse thing with Jaden Perlotti. But if there's a guy that Georgia's going to break this thing with, it's KJ Bolden because Georgia's just done everything it can to put himself in a good position with him, and, and he's going to be on official visit uh, that second weekend of June, along with Buford teammate Edric Houston, um, who Trent you mentioned in your part that that Georgia's made up a lot of ground with Edric as well. So you look at those guys, and it's just it, it seems like Georgia is going to get one of those guys when you look at this, how this Buford, you know, whatever, how that all shakes out. So I mean, look at those guys, me and you blame. We both talked to Sammy Brown lately. Georgia is, is setting itself, setting itself up well there. Um, but yeah. And then, and then it, it seems like every, no matter which recruitment you mentioned, it's all kind of contingent on if, and when this big Riola domino falls, um, then that's, that could shake everything up for the rest of the class for the next you know, six months or whatever. So, um, but yeah, that thing was, like you said, it was chock full of information, something to be proud of for sure. Grant, uh, what, what stood out to you? The first thing that stood out was um, when I had to come in at the end and do my part and I looked up the, the, uh, the you know, the all the stuff that was written and, and y'all had pretty much every uh, prospect in the country covered. So um, y'all made it easy on me, but uh, you know, I, I went and sat down with Justin Green on Friday and um, you know, he, he, uh, very good kid, uh, three seven GPA. Um, you know his coach just raved about him. Says you know he's he's the same. You know no matter there's no highs there's no lows. He's just on that same path. And um, uh, you know excellent football player. Uh, the Georgia's want him at the five tech. Um, you know Trey Scott is is the main guy there. Um, you know he's he's moved around. He's been in Georgia since he was in sixth grade. And um, yeah, I, I I do like what Georgia stands, but he was a you know a kid that said you know silent commitments is not something that he believes in. He wants to give everybody wants to stay on that even playing field and then make a decision um, after his four officials that he has set up in June. Um, 
Georgia and uh, LSU, Auburn, and South Carolina, and uh, and he plans on um, announcing the decision in uh, July or August. Um, one thing he did say, I asked him if any other schools besides them four could possibly get an official visit or was coming after him hard, and he said Florida uh, was a school that was coming after him hard, but he just wasn't sure about them um, at this time. So, Yeah, absolutely. There was – I mean, at every – offense, defense, it was, it was loaded with information that we had – on there so you definitely wanted to you know update you guys with that information and we'll get into it a little bit here um right off the top some guys that we kind of you know hit on in that you already mentioned uh sammy brown and, and kj bolden jed those are two recruitments that regardless of you know what's going to go on here these recruitments aren't making it past july both of those both of those guys are going to make a make a commitment uh, to the school of their choice. Now there's still, uh, you know, with with Sammy, there, you know, he's got his five officials out there. It seems like Georgia and Clemson are really, you know, kind of separating themselves from from the the rest of the pack of of Tennessee, Oklahoma, and Ohio State. But a decision is going to be made by him early in July. He he told me, you know, right after those official visits are are concluded. Of course, the order of those is interesting. Tennessee's kind of turned into an official visit just because an event they're having at the end of May here. So why not, you know, have Tennessee pay for the visit, right, as being an official. Clemson, the first weekend, because Clemson's kept doing this weird thing where they basically only have one real weekend of official visitors up there. So he's going there for the first weekend in June. And then the 9th to the 11th, Sammy will be in, in Athens and, I don't know, Trent. I mean, I, I feel like uh, there, there's different ways to look at it. You can look at, well, you're not getting the first one, but I think having the chance to kind of, uh, you know, counter Clemson with with having the, the official visit weekend, the weekend after them, and especially him coming in with guys like Ryan Puglisi that's already committed to Georgia and uh, K.J. Bolden and Sakovi White that are all going to be there in that official visit weekend could bode well for Georgia. Yeah, and I don't necessarily think the order matters. I mean, he he's seen Georgia, he's seen Clemson so many times that I don't honestly think that I mean, it might be better to have the last visit with this one. But um, uh, but yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think uh, you know, the order necessarily matters. Um, I I, I do think you, you're going to have uh, I guess lesser people at that one that you can you can kind of focus your attention more on Sammy that weekend. Um, I, don't but, know, I mean, it's pretty loaded still. Like yeah, I, said, I mean, it's got a lot of a lot of guys uh, still. It's not what that first weekend was, right? So, um, yeah, I, I mean, I don't think the order matters, but I do think uh, I, I do like Georgia going into the official visits. Um, and, you know, coming out of the officials, we'll see. Uh, but I, I do think um, you know Clemson and uh, you know I guess Tennessee, uh, th- those teams have have some ground to make up, and then Georgia can kind of offset that fall in those two visits. You know, Jed, we've talked a lot about, um, you know, those two guys being state of Georgia guys, Sammy and KJ, and and the fact that I think they're going to be, you know, they're going to be committing around the same time, probably, you know, definitely before the season starts. I would imagine for both of them by the end of July. I mean, that's two big in-state dominoes that that could fall either for or against uh, Georgia in a short time span so that's really going to clear up what this class of 2024 looks like on the defensive side of the ball um, depending on how those two go yeah and I think Edric Houston is a guy that wants to commit before the season Um, Christopher Jackson from Tucker who I saw today wants to commit before the season it seems like every guy you talk to 
wants to get this thing done before the season, even more so. It, it feels like in recent years, I'm sure there will be the guys who, you know, take it down to signing day and or thereabouts. But, um, you know, there's so many guys that want to get this thing done and, and go in the senior season committed and not have to worry about it. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, if you look at, like you said, that first couple of weeks of July, if Georgia was able to land Sammy Brown and KJ Bolden, two of the, I don't know, top five players in the state or whatever, like that's that would be massive uh, with with some of the other dominoes that that could and, and are expected to fall um, in the coming months as well. I mean, it's that month of July is going to, like you said, Blaine, going to have a huge, um, you know, influence on on how this class is going to shake out, whether it's going to be good and great, like the the recent class have been, or if it's going to take it that next step to the you know one of the greatest possibly the best class Kirby Smart has pulled in like we think it could be. Yeah, we we reported all these um, a long time ago, You most of them, uh, especially the ones in May, Casey Poe, Colton Heinrich, Jeremiah Smith, Cam Michael, all expected to be there taking officials the weekend of that scavenger hunt, so getting those earlier uh, done out of the way. And then, of course, that first weekend in June is the big one. You got DeMello Jones. Um, the guys that are in red are the commits. So DeMello Jones, you got Dylan Raola coming in, Joseph Phillips, Ryan Wingo, uh, Derek Gibson, who we've hardly even talked about a whole lot, but he's still planning on taking an official visit. Um, Daniel Calhoun, Justin Green, Marquez Easley, Dylan Stewart, Peyton Woodyard, all those guys coming in that first weekend. That is a that is a uh, just jam-packed first weekend. And then we talked about in the second one here as you get into things, Ryan Publisi, Sammy Brown, Sakovi White, Charles Lester III, Malachi Tolliver, Jordan Ross, K.J. Bolden, Edric Houston. Uh, so, you know, we said that that second weekend's not as big as the first one, Trent. But, man, when you go down the list, you're like, daggum, it's, it's loaded with, with guys uh, on both weekends. So we've got all these lists right here. Of guys, Jed, we had we we counted it up. I think it was a total of forty-three guys that we had that have either confirmed a date or that uh, have told us they're visiting, but haven't haven't got their date nailed down yet. Um, you know, of course, Georgia with uh, 11, 11 commits right now in the deal, so there is there's a lot of meat on the bone. As I let off the uh, the the war room with on Sunday evening. Um, and we're going to get into some of these questions here from people on the vault, but this this class is going to look radically different in about in the next two to four weeks. Yeah, for sure. Because I mean, you have guys who could decide to pop apt as you know on or soon after their officials, um, guys that or the scavenger hunt weekend. <laughs> yes, yeah, scavenger hunt weekend. That's almost you know getting skipped over a little bit. I mean, it's like you said by. And you look ahead, say that first weekend of, of high school football, the scrimmages and stuff, and say August 10th or, or whatever, the class, like like you just mentioned, the class. I mean, a lot of the hay might be in the barn by that point just because so many guys want to get this thing done before the high school season starts. So, um, I mean, this is the meat of this class in terms of putting it together and finalizing it. Or it's 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 here, right? The next two months are, are really, um, you know, what are going to do it for the most part. It's very weird to be talking about uh, Georgia has 11 commits, you know, could with these rule changes and everything could possibly take up to maybe 29, 30 or get to get close to that number. And you're talking about not 18, 19 open spots and spots are going to be tight in this class really soon. It's weird to be talking about that, but that's just the way it's going to be because you're going to see 
a large number of these players and these uh, positions uh, get uh, very slim, uh, you know, in the next four to six weeks. There were a couple of names in this war room that we had last night that are on Sunday night that we, uh, you know, brought up that you haven't necessarily heard as much of, but Georgia has been pursuing intently, especially since the point of, you know, offer them. Justin Williams is one of those, Trent, that I, I spoke about. I talked with, talked with him. He's a linebacker, a versatile linebacker from Texas. He's a guy that fits that Georgia mold as, you know, 6'2", six, six uh 210, 215, can play inside or outside. Said he, said he really enjoys playing Mike because he likes the communication aspect of being able to communicate with everybody on the defense and all that kind of stuff. And it just – it never ceases to amaze the the talent that Glenn Schumann can attract because it wasn't only him. It was also Joseph Phillips, a, a four-star out of uh, Alabama as well, that both of those guys are going to be coming over for the for the scavenger hunt and Williams all the way out from Texas on an unofficial to do that. So Glenn Schumann, once again, we've already talked about Sammy Brown potentially being in the class. We got Demarcus Riddick, you know, already committed, Georgia does. And now Justin Williams and Joseph Phillips are guys that you have to look at. Yeah, and just, and just looking at uh, you know looking at Glenn Schumann's resume, I mean, just uh, the the guys that he's put in the NFL, the guys that um, you know there there wasn't a huge drop off after putting three um, three guys in the you know in the NFL draft the year before, and you know those guys are going to go this uh, after this next coming year. So um, he just continues to load that room up, and he continues to get, uh, put guys in the NFL, and um, you know he's an excellent recruiter, he's an excellent X's and O's guys. And uh, this, this goes back to the, me talking to Justin Green the other day was how he just, um, you know, Schumann and Trey Scott invited him up for a one-on-one film session. And he, and, he, and uh, just uh, uh, Green talked about how he's he, he, the X's and O's, just just how they explain what, what these positions are doing. And, and, you know, that's what Schumann was at Alabama. He was that X's and O's guy behind the scene and, and uh, how he's kind of uh, flourished as a recruiter and um, a, a coach on the field. Um, it's just been, uh, you know, the, the proof is in the pudding. Darren Franklin says Riddick will flip to Bama like uh, McElderry did, possibly. But I, I'm everything I've been hearing, even even talking to Joseph Joseph Phillips, is a guy from Alabama, and I asked him, you know, has he talked much to anybody that is being recruited uh, by Georgia? And he said, yeah, Demarcus Riddick is actually recruiting him to Georgia, wanting wanting him to come with him to Georgia. So. And that was recently, so I don't – you know, our rule, Jed, is you're committed to you're not, right? Yeah, and and listen, he's taken visits to Alabama. He's taken visits to Auburn as well. Um, you know, Blaine, you had him on that list of, of guys who we don't have a date set for an official yet. Um, but, I mean, this summer is is Georgia's chance to hold things off. I mean, he hasn't decommitted yet. And, and he's yeah, they got to get him on campus. Yeah, they got to get him back on campus and remind him, hey, this is – this is why you committed to Georgia in the first place. And, and listen, if Sammy if Sammy Brown joins the class, then Sammy Brown, of course, will become one of his lead recruiters as well, saying, "Hey, let's build this thing together. Let's follow in the footsteps of, you know, Smile Monda, Nakobe Dean, Monty Rice, all these guys." So, um, yeah, like you said, you're committed to you're not, and that goes for Georgia commits, and that goes for guys Georgia's trying to flip, like Chauncey Bowens, Jeremiah Smith, um, you know, guys like that. So. And um, sticking, it, sticking it inside linebacker real quick, just want to point out, you know, Riddick is committed. 
We've talked about Sammy Brown on an official. Justin Williams is coming out for the scavenger hunt on an unofficial from Texas and will return for an official. Georgia, Alabama, and Oregon are his top three. Joseph Phillips, I mean, he sounded like he absolutely loved Glenn Schumann talking to him, and I think in Georgia's actually the only official visit he's taking this summer. And then you can't forget about Edwin Spillman, uh, Jed, who is from the Nashville area that um, he's already visited Georgia this this spring, and I think that he'll, um, you know, he's returning, I think, the – the 23rd to the 25th for an official. So four other inside linebacker prospects other than Riddick already have officials set up to come to Georgia. Well, and more than that, because Chris Cole is going oh, yeah. to be an official the 23rd to the 25th. Um, like you mentioned, Edwin Spillman. Um, Chris, or, I'm sorry, Chris Cole is the 16th through the 18th, along with Christopher Jones, another inside linebacker um, from Virginia that's going to be here through the 16th through 18th after being in Athens for a multi-day unofficial this spring. So there's definitely a lot of guys out there. And I think you look at that pool of names. I mean, there's even a guy, you know, Samarian Robinson, who's a guy committed to central Florida that was teammates with, uh, Raylan Wilson at Lincoln and Tallahassee has visited Georgia a couple times. So, you know, there's, there's a lot of guys out there that they're keeping tabs on. I would think, if Riddick and let's say Brown end up in the class, there's room for one more. Uh, obviously, if if Riddick were to decommit and or they miss on Sammy Brown, that opens up some more spots. But there's a lot of guys out. It's not like you know it's it's Riddick and Brown, then they're gonna have to scramble to find some replacements. There's a lot of guys out there that the staff likes uh, and that are high on Georgia as well. Trent, I mean, if he if Glenn Schumann brings in three inside linebackers that will all undoubtedly be talented again after what he's brought in the last two classes. I mean, that is just – it's almost unfair. Yeah, I mean, uh, the, the guy just continues to bring in uh, guys that he that, that he's plug-and-play uh, plug guys. Um, you saw it with Smile Munden and um, um, and Pop come in and, 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 you know, sit the first year, and then they're, they're plug-and-play guys right after you put it three NFL draft picks in the uh, league. So yeah. – um, you know, he continues to bring guys in. Uh, he brought the three talented guys in last year. And then, uh, you know, if, if, if he brings in three more this year, that room's going to uh, be crowded. I, I could see, you know, bringing in two and maybe a, uh, a hybrid guy like a Justin Williams who can, who can play both, um, can, can play in those speed rush downs, uh, you know, early in his career. But, um, yeah, definitely that, that, that room is, is one of the more talented uh, uh, rooms, you know, in that, in that uh, Georgia football room. Absolutely, absolutely. Wanted to give a shout out to everybody that's in here. We got Jeff Hightoff in with us. He's talking about the Jeremiah Smith OV coming up. Red Rhett Womack is in here from uh he's working from Statesboro. We appreciate you. Uh Antoine is in with us from Columbus. Uh Randy Payne, as always, from Tifton. We appreciate you. Uh tuning in. Randy Hall is in here. Andy Stowe. Um, Tomahawk Dog, we got a lot of you. Darren, of course, has already commented a little bit. You guys continue to drop your comments, convert, con converse with each other in the chat. We love that. Uh, we'll try to get to some of those, but we're going to get to vault uh, questions right here. And, Jed, our first one is from Darth Janus. Yeah, what timeline would you give for some commitments to be coming in for the dogs? Any specific weeks you think some recruits will pop? Yeah, I think there'll be a couple uh, – before the end of May, um, at least two. Uh, then you're talking about in in July. If you were a, if you were a Vegas, you know, if you were setting over under Trent, would would three and a half in the month of over. July be a be a good over under? 
I don't even think that's a good over under. I think you're going you're going to see five. Uh, you, with all the names, Are you including the two in May though. I'm, no, I'm talking. I, about- I'm, I'm talking about just strictly July, just with all the names that are announced and the ones that we've talked about, um, even including Justin Green. Uh, I mean, there's, there is a ton of guys that, that are announcing that has Georgia, you know, in that top three or, or, or two. And um, I, I just think you're, I think four and a half. Uh, and I think I would still go over. Yeah, I mean, because you got guys that could make decisions. Uh, Drew Miller, the punter, he's, he's, he's visiting Georgia. It's been a factor heavily into his decision one way or another. Um, we talked about Sammy Brown and, and KJ Bolden. They're going to make a decision one way or another, probably in the month of July, definitely before before August. Uh, Justin Justin Green could make a, that kind of decision. Um, I mean, there, there's there, there's four right there that that definitely could see their recruitment coming coming to an end. Uh, and you know, same thing with Joseph Phillips. I think could end up you know making a decision at, at a certain point. So. There's a lot of guys that it could end up. Now, is Georgia going to get all of them? No, nobody bats a thousand, but uh, that you know, otherwise nobody else would uh, you know, be able to compete with Georgia. Oh wait, they already can't compete with Georgia. They won back to back national championships, so we'll we'll see. Uh, Jed, we got something from Big Dog here. Yeah, are we considered a serious contender for the five star defensive lineman Jeff Scott out of Illinois? I think that's supposed to be Justin Scott. And uh, what are what are the chances he ends up in the class? All right, uh, defensive lineman Jeff Scott. You so you said that's supposed to be Justin, right? That's I was reading. Yeah, I was reading. Okay, so um, Jed, I mean, you you've kind of been had your finger on the pulse of that one. Uh, tell us tell us your thoughts on on Justin and uh, you know where where things stand right now. Yeah, I think there was that huge like push of momentum because as let's flash back to January, he was going to commit. Trey Scott visited him, offered. And he delays his commitment right after Georgia offers. And then he was going to get down like for spring practice and official visit for G day. And then it was just going to be G day. And now it's been pushed back to um, an official visit that first weekend in June. So momentum is kind of not stalled. It's just kind of in a holding pattern because the whole reason for delaying the commitment was because he could see Georgia and that hasn't happened yet. So um, he's going to get down there, like I said, first weekend in June. And I think that's going to be, the, the big the big swing I mean he's one of the guys I mean you talk about how loaded that weekend is Georgia needs to stock up on that defensive front with guys getting older like Nazir Stackhouse and Zion Logue I mean that's that's an important uh position in the in this 24 class and Justin Scott's kind of like priority number one so um Georgia's got a shot I mean Notre Dame has been a school that's that's kind of been the the hot team in this thing um, throughout. So they'll be in it. Ohio State, Michigan involved. You know, Miami has has come on strong this spring. But but Georgia's going to get a shot at it. They've got as good a shot as anybody. I don't think, you know, the, the I don't think they have fallen off. I just think things have kind of stalled because he hasn't been able to make it down to Athens yet. But uh, he will in a couple weeks, and then we'll have a better idea of where this thing really stands coming out of that OB. Here's a little something that's interesting from uh... – my chat with Justin Green the other day because this this kid is a military kid and he's like straightforward. I'm like I don't I don't really see you as the recruiting type, uh, even if you were. And I said, is there any prospects that you're talking to? Um, you know, not necessarily just uh, recruiting them anywhere, just that you, you keep in touch with. And the first name he said was Aiden Breland, and I was yeah. like, seriously. <laughs> but Aiden, and on that in our in our uh, in our that was in our war room, Trent. That not that fact, but the fact that. 
Aiden Breland is a guy who is going to – he told me he – 100% is going to take an official visit to Georgia. Hasn't quite nailed down the date. It could be May 19th through 21st. It could be the next weekend in May. Uh, he's definitely trying to get it done before June, but it could bleed over in, into June. Um, but Aiden Breland will be on campus for an official visit in Athens this summer. Well, I was looking at the schools that, you know, kind of have in common, and there's one, uh, you know, uh, in common school between the bunch, and uh, that would be Georgia. So, um, that was interesting to hear him say that that's one of the guys that he talks to the most. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, low, low country dog here on YouTube says outside of Dylan Rayola, who does Kirby want most in this class? Give me three names. Y'all we'll just do this off the top of our head. If you could say, you know, inject some truth serum into Kirby smart and he had to give you three names other than Dylan Rayola that he would want in this class. Uh, what's your opinion of those? Edric Houston. That's that's where my I think that's going to be common among all three of us. Edric Houston. Who who KJ, would your other two, Trent? KJ Bolden. KJ Bolden. Um, who would your third one be? I, I I'm going to say uh, either Jeremiah Smith or Wingo, just because of the wide receiver position. Yeah, Jed. Who who would your three be? Guesses, just to be different, I'll say um, you know Daniel Calhoun would be one, just because we've. You know, talking to top prospects, they've said Georgia's expressed how important this offensive line class is. Um, I mean, Kirby does love love talking about fishing with Sammy Brown, so maybe he wants him in the class to to keep that going for the next three to four years. Um, Trent, I, I like where you're at with Smith and Wingo, just because one of those two is that's that. You know, they've they've done a good job developing, and there's a lot to be said for that. But they like those two guys with those game breaking type receivers that also resonate with other recruits like Ladd McConkey signing with Georgia doesn't necessarily resonate with guys in future classes the way signing a Jeremiah Smith or a Ryan Wingo would. So uh, those guys are, are you know, are, are pretty good guests too. Yeah, and, and I've said, uh, anybody that's came up and asked me, I said, let Georgia, uh, let the country mess up, let Georgia sign some, uh, some big player wide receivers. Um, because what they've done, uh, you know, over the past years with just underrated guys, the offense, the way they've developed. And yeah, it's been, it's, it's they, they've made it work. They've made them, they have talented guys. AD Mitchell, uh, was one of the better receivers in the country. But, um, that let, well, I said, let them mess up and give them guys like Marvin Harrison Jr. and th those type of dudes. The, uh, that offense is going to go to the next level. Yeah, I would I would say for my three, Edric Houston would definitely be the the first one that you would list outside of Dylan Raola. Um, I would I would definitely go in the direction you're thinking there, Jed, and either Daniel Calhoun or Brandon Baker, one of those two elite tackle prospects. And then uh it's hard it's hard not to say Sammy Brown because he's right there in your backyard and I think they know what kind of difference he can make. But also, it's hard not to say one of those five-star wide receivers for all those reasons you listed, Trent. So, there's a lot of guys, truthfully. Kirby, Kirby's a little selfish when it comes to recruiting. I don't think he could limit it to just three, you know. Uh, but as you said, as you said, Trent, you know, don't don't mess up and let it happen. Well, I've got a, a mutual friend with uh, Mr. Smart that saw him uh, celebrating after the – after we into the hours of the morning after the TCU game uh, had concluded – and he looked at uh, our mutual friend and said, they messed up. They messed up and let us steal one this year <laughs> with the national championship. So uh, the, the fact that Georgia really wasn't supposed to be back in that position again, but now with the reloaded talent, uh, that's the same thing that you would kind of say, don't, 
everybody else out there on the recruiting trail better not mess up and let Georgia get one of those elite, elite wide receiver recruits because you can see the difference it can make. Heck, you you saw the difference that it made when George Pickens was healthy in 2021. Just the couple catches that he made, it made a huge difference. So we'll see how all that goes. Now we got to get through some of these questions here. Uh, D, D. Franklin 31 says, what positions are you aware that Georgia has some commits that the public is not aware? Uh, well, let's address that first. If you had to say some positions that you felt confident that there's some guys uh, stacked up that uh, are ready to ready to go, what, what would you say? I'm pretty sure that gives away with the spots, but one of them I can't say. I, I would say there's a defense back, maybe. No, I'd look on the defensive side or I look on the offensive side for sure. I think I think I think you would be pretty safe to say defensive back, edge, and inside linebacker all all three could have have one there. Offense offense I'm just not going to do it cuz cuz that that that's too uh it's a little obvious, but I think there is I think there's at least one uh guy that you that you could say definitely coming, but I'm not going to say is uh, his position. Then he says, why do you believe Peyton Woodyard and Jalen Hayward will remain committed? Um, Jed, you know, Peyton Woodyard taking official visits elsewhere, but I don't know. I mean, I think that's just a guy enjoying the process because there's not been a more, you know, ardent recruiter for the University of Georgia than Peyton Woodyard. Yeah, and and listen, Ohio State obviously has great – defensive back tradition to sell so does Alabama and and Holman Wiggins at Alabama has he's running backs coach uh but has the or not running backs coach receivers coach um has west coast connections so there's something there but but I think it's all going to come down to at the end of the day one relationships with the staff obviously but when you're a defensive back and you've got the opportunity to be coached by the defensive back staff that Georgia has that's a really tough thing to pass up. And I think that goes for both of those guys. Like there's a reason they committed to Georgia in the first place is to be developed by the, the best defensive back coaching staff in the nation. Now, if, you know, Will Muschamp were to leave or Fran Brown were to leave, not that I think that would happen, then that, that would be something different. But I think as long as those guys are in place, it, it's going to be tough to leave that group just for the simple fact that if you're not going to get better coaching better coaching from more minds anywhere in the country. So um, they're both going to take, I think Jalen Hayward has an official to Miami uh, lined up as well as if I'm not mistaken, but um, I would, I would bet that both of those guys um, are, are going to end up signing. Yeah. I wouldn't bet against Georgia in those. Um, he had a follow-up question. He said, how would you describe Uzo Deribe's recruiting of edge prospects there? Uh, Trent, uh, just in the time that Uzo Dariba has been here, how would you describe his recruiting? Um, phenomenal. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, I don't know how else you I – mean, he, he's a rising star in this business. Um, you yeah. know, he's he's very uh, he's very good. He relates very well to the prospects. Um, he, he stays in contact with, with prospects continuously. Um, you know, he landed Damon Wilson. Um Amen, Pimba. Mapimba. I mean, he, and and, and it, you know, he's got Georgia in for guys that uh, most of the time Georgia wouldn't be in for. Uh, I mean, don't forget it, Gabe Harris too. Gabe, I mean, Gabe Harris. Um, 
I mean, the, the guys that, that, that he's got Georgia in for, I mean, guys like Colin Simmons and, uh, and those type of guys, they're just uh, elite guys. And, um, you know, I, I think he's going to be one of those guys that's uh, going to be hard to keep, keep, uh, keep on staff here in a couple of years because people are going to be coming after him. But, yeah, he's, he's, uh, he's a phenomenal recruiter. Yeah, uh, I got a little prediction about him. He either he either won't be at Georgia, or he'll be one of the most highly paid outside linebacker coaches in the in the country uh, before too long. Because uh, the the guy is just absolutely stacking him up right and left. And a note on that, I did want to throw this uh, screenshot up here of a rival's profile of a player that is emerging: Marquise Lightfoot, four star um, out of the Chicago area uh, you see there there's the mold jed six four two twenty five i mean that that's how all these guys that uzo deribe recruits look and he's a guy that uzo deribe recently went up to that area evaluated him and when he talked to the staff and stuff like that a lot of times these coaches will go evaluate and they'll say hey we would love to have so and so down at camp so we could get closer eyes on him well uzo deribe was so impressed with lightfoot that he said don't worry about coming to camp. He said, just get to campus for a, for an official visit. Um, they're, they're targeting that, that humongous weekend, June 2nd through 4th for an official visit for him. Dad, he's just another guy. The, the arms are long. He's explosive, uh, off the edge. He can also, he's also strong enough to set the edge, uh, just, just, fits that classic mold that Uzo Deribe is going after. Well, six four two twenty five is exactly to the number of the measurements that uh, C.J. Jackson from Tucker gave me today. So, again, it's the same thing. The long guys, the built, you know, the, the athletic guys that can come off the edge and and bend. And, and listen, I see a comment down here. It says another Nolan Smith. Like, these guys like that comparison. Like, I asked uh, C.J. Jackson, hey, that 6'4", 225 sounds a little bit like Nolan Smith to me. And he just, his eyes lit up. And he's like, yeah, man, that's the role model. If I come to Georgia, I try to take parts of his game and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, the pedigree is is definitely there. It's it's easy to sell, um, and and that room, especially like what Uzo Dribe did last year, is is phenomenal. And um, you know they're going to be looking to bring guys. In. I mean, Dylan Stewart fits that mold. Um, you know, there's just all like you said, Blaine. Every guy seems to be in that range. So it, it's going to be interesting to see you know how it shakes out, how the spots shake out, and you know all that kind of stuff. Both of you have used the word phenomenal in the last, uh, you know, in the last minute, 90 seconds. And it, all it does is make me think of AJ Styles, uh, uh, my, one of my favorite WWE wrestler, a Georgia Bulldog fan and a guest of Georgia player section with myself, Tavares King and Oshawn Marino. And, uh, you know, always loved the wrestling and stuff. And Big Fatty 94 brought up some wrestling. Bad Bunny, I don't know if y'all are aware of this, but Bad Bunny is a world-renowned, actually the most streamed rapper uh, out there. He's a Spanish rapper. He, well, he had a match uh, in WWE backlash this weekend, and that dude, to not be a guy who does that for a career, it was unbelievable. So I agree with your assessment there, Big Fatty 94. Go ahead. Give Bad Buddy the belt. Do whatever. That man was awesome this weekend. But next recruit to pop, um, will it be on the offensive or the defensive side? I think it'll be on the offensive side. Um you know, and I think it'll be, I think it'll be sooner rather than later. So we just got to kind of wait and see on that. But then definitely you're going to have, we know, three probably three defensive guys 
make decisions. Not saying they're all coming to, to Georgia, but three defensive guys that Georgia's heavily targeting that we've already mentioned are going to be committing in the month of July. So um, that'll be interesting to see. Helifano says, uh, what is a realistic best-case scenario for offensive line recruiting in 2024? Uh, Trent, off the – off the top uh, top of your head, I mean, he said he, he qualifies it there. He says best case, but then he also says realistic. So, um, you know, what are you, what are you thinking in terms of that realistic? I mean, best case is you you, you land Calhoun, Seton, and Baker uh, all in the same class. And, uh, I mean, I, I think that uh, while it seems like it's a little unrealistic, it said um, Trent is the bad bunny of Georgia. No doubt. No doubt. That is true. That is true. I'm I'm not answering no more of his tech, text messages when he sends them to me. Um but yeah, I think that would be your best case. That was scenario. a huge compliment. That was not a bad thing. <laughs> uh, uh th- th- then you got I mean guys like Parker Westfall, um and in um uh Jonathan Daniels and and those guys and um but you know best case scenario is you go and land the the elite guys, the, the five-star and high four-star guys, but then uh we are in for a lot of guys that are still in the Rivals 100, Rivals 250. So um uh, what would your realistic realistic uh offensive line class be, Jed? Yeah, I definitely think and obviously Malachi Tolliver would be in this group too. Um I think any best case scenario you got to start with Calhoun and Seton and then like you said probably Brandon Baker and then when you, when you look more interior, you've got, you know, there's Casey Poe, there's um, William Satterwhite from Ohio, who George offered um, on a visit this spring. He'll be back in Athens this summer. Um, you know, I mean, we I know was mentioned Mark 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 Marquez Easley, um, yeah. who's a guy I'll be back for an official. That's another one. So, um, but yeah, I think I think the foundation of this of a best case class will definitely be Calhoun and Seton. And then from there, different things could happen. You could get Baker and and um, and easily it could be Westfall and and Saturday. There's a lot of different ways it could go from there. Um, but yeah, the the base two would be Calhoun and Seton, I think. And, and then you'd really be off to just a. I, like I don't think you could classify no matter what would happen the class as a failure if you land those two to go along with Malachi Tolliver. Okay, I would say that the bait the base guys. I agree with you on Calhoun, but I would add Ethan Calloway in on that because I think Ethan Calloway is a guy that can play guard or tackle. Um, so Daniel Calhoun, Ethan Calloway, keep Malachi Tolliver, you know, committed throughout this process because he will take an official to Louisville. He, we found out, you know, in interviewing him, he is from Louisville. So that is, uh, you know, that is something you got to watch for. Louisville is going to try to flip him. Um, so we'll, we'll see about that. And then, the guys out there, uh, you know, if you could add some sort of combination to that, if you want to get up to five, uh, a Brandon Baker and a Casey Poe, I think that would give you every kind of position covered. Um, you know, we haven't talked as much about Walt, Walt, Claire, uh, Walt Claire Flynn, but, you know, he's a guy from Grayson that, that typically doesn't pan out, but he, he is another guy that you got to got to take a look at. But I think, the two names you need to look out for the most on offensive line are Daniel Calhoun and Ethan Calloway. Um, I didn't put the person's name on here, but I'm sure they did a great job submitting this question. How, how many commits do we have uh, bottom line by the end of July? So how many commits Georgia? Well, we said probably two in May. 
And then I would say you'd be close to 20 by the first of August. Wow. 18, so you're, you're 18, thinking, you're, you, so you're thinking a good seven, seven or eight guys yeah. added. That would be, that would be Trent's, Trent's being ambitious right there, I think. <laughs> but he's, he's thinking the, the momentum is, is getting cranked up. The, it's getting hotter and Trent says it's going to get hotter on the trail right here for, for the dog. So, uh, Pine Tree One has something for us, Jed. We've already kind of hit on this a little bit, I think. Yeah, it was a dream inside linebacker class of two out of Justin Williams, Demarcus Riddick, and Sammy Brown possible. Yeah, a hundred percent possible. Definitely possible. Yeah. So you're telling me there's a chance. All right, uh, Night Dogs says, uh, how deep are we, Georgia, with Nigel Smith, the D line edge? He released his top eight today. Um, including UGA. I know Georgia was in touch with him early, uh, you know, Jed, and obviously obviously offered and have followed up and things like that. I think it's just a question of, hey, you know, as we said, we're already looking at 43 official visitors that are kind of tentatively planned. Um, you only get up to 56. So, you know, that's that's a long way to come out if it's not going to be an official. So we'll see see how that that shapes up. Yeah, and, and this whole unlimited official visit thing, that doesn't apply to the schools, like you said, Blaine. It's still 56, and they're at a certain point, even if a guy ends up scheduling an official, like at a certain point, decisions have got to be made if if visits need to be uh, canceled. I mean, it, it happens in, in classes where, where visits have to be put off. So, and, and the thing, too, is – you know, all these ones that we have written down are in the summer. And of course you want to save some for the season too. Like I know Ellis Robinson is, is going to take one. His is going to be during the season. You want to save some for the season in case, in case, uh, you know, you need them. So um, yeah, the, the spots will get tight. Not to say that Nigel Smith won't take an official with Georgia, but. Um, well, anything you know. can happen on live uh, and I'm going to try to cover up the number here, but. Nigel Nigel Smith just texted me back while we were while we were on here. I texted him earlier today, um, and asked him, you know, congratulate him on the top eight. Asked him if he's going to take a, a visit. Georgie said, uh, "Yes, sir. I'd love to take a visit. Just got to figure out the time when." So uh, sounds sounds he doesn't have any official visits. So hey, as Jim as Jim Ross said, Andy Stowe, we're live, pal. Uh, anything can happen. So uh, you you know what I'm. Know what I'm talking about there, but yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see it um, play yeah. out. And Night Dog had a follow up question here, Trent. It says, "What actual positions do Brandon Baker and DeAndre Carter play, left or right tackle, and their future projections?" Well, so the whole season, Carter played left tackle, Baker played right tackle. But Trent, I mean, do you think just because that was their what they're comfortable with. Do you think that's what Georgia will kind of start them off with? I mean, Amaris Mims played exclusively left tackle at Blakely County, and he's really fit in at right tackle at Georgia. So what's your thoughts on that? I think the one thing about what Georgia does when they bring uh, offensive linemen in is, uh, you know, they cross train them so much and they find their best position. Um, you know, I, I, I think uh, you, you, you've seen it in the past uh, with, with um, Xavier Truss and, uh, um, even Amarius Mims uh, practiced some inside. I mean, you've seen a lot of these guys, uh, for example, Jamari Salyer. Um, so I, I think they'll be, uh, you know, they'll bring them in and they'll play them at guard. They'll play them at tackle, see where they fit best. I think, um, you know, Baker's a guy that can play 
Uh, right tackle. I'm, I'm, you know, I don't, I'm not sure about left tackle, but he, he definitely can slide in the inside uh, and play a little bit there too. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, th- I think it, that's to be determined. But, um, you know, I, I like both of those guys. Both of those guys are very talented. Can't think of a better way to close the show than this from Rob Suggs. Little known fact that Jed is one of Kirby Smart's several lookalikes to keep Coach safe from assassins. <laughs> This is why you tune into Rumors versus Fact. This is why the chat is, is hopping over here. So there you heard it first. Not only does Jed control all of Rivals' national rankings, but he is a, uh, I guess, face double for Kirby Spark because we can't say body, du- body double. Uh, you can't no. say body double. You're gonna you're gonna have to be uh, eating some more uh, eating some more cheeseburgers and stuff. I'm, I think uh, I'm Kirby. five or six inches taller than Kirby is. I know, but I think the I think the the the, the tenure at Georgia has not been good to, to Kirby's waistline. You know what I'm saying? He's he's uh, he's a lot he's, of in home visits and dinners, man. I, yeah, I a lot of dinners, a lot of dinners. He's on the road. He hadn't even got to in home season yet, so that's gonna be Kirby. <laughs> Kirby, you know, he said Pollock. Pollock was on with me and. Uh, TK and Doshan a couple of weeks ago, and he said Kirby during the pandemic was coming over and playing basketball with him, uh, <laughs> trying to make sure he stayed in shape and stuff. So, uh, you know, we'll we'll see see how uh, Kirby's Kirby's uh, physical fitness plays out over the next couple of years because now he's got those rings. Carrying those rings around could uh, be just a little extra workout. You know, he got multiple. Yeah. Um, uh, one thing I was going to touch on earlier was the official visits. So y'all talking about the official visits and the, and the number uh, unlimited for um, players, but um, you know, not for not for the colleges themselves. And um, some high school coaches that I talked to said they were encouraging players to take official visits sooner than later because this is going to be a situation where uh, official visits get canceled on you from the colleges due to limited uh, amount of. Uh, room because uh, yeah. you only got that 56. So I think a lot of that, you're going to see a lot of uh, June officials uh, more so this year than, than any time, just because of that new rule change. Get in, get them early. Uh, and that's, that's, that's it for our show uh, tonight, guys. We've covered just about everything we can cover Georgia recruiting wise this week, but make sure you are a member of the UGA sports vault, vault because you get all of this written out, typed out, uh, put in, you know, format for you with player cards, everything else to keep you on top of who's visiting, who's not. Speaking of that 56 number that Trent uh, talked about, we're going to be doing a piece called Getting to 56 uh, for Too Long and breaking down what these officials look like and when they're happening and all this kind of stuff. That'll be over at the vault and lots more content coming your way. So make sure you are a member at UGASports.com. Guys, we don't have to put out – crazy headlines or, or, you know, throw stuff out all the time to try to draw people in because we don't get paid for clicks. We get paid for our loyal subscribers over at ugasports.com. And if you're one of them, you get to uh, submit questions here on rumors versus facts. And we make sure to get to them for Jed May and Trent Smallwood. I am Blaine Gilmer. Make sure to tune in to Coach Donnan and Roddy and Dane tomorrow. Myself, TK, and Noshawn on Wednesday on Georgia Players Section. Hope everybody has a good evening. Hit that like button, subscribe, turn on notifications, and we'll catch you guys next Monday night.